Hi, and welcome to Writing Muse and Writing Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir, and today we're going to be talking about finding inspiration. Well, I will say that in my view, there is nothing more insanely self-indulgent and wonderful than sitting down to write. I hope you feel that way too. And then when you're doing that and you find that your fingers are outrunning your brain, that's just flowing, that the words are coming out, that, that, that all of your thoughts are pouring out into the computer or onto the page, there is no feeling in the world that's quite like that. But the thing is that most people, most writers, don't talk much about this aspect of their craft. We all talk about technique. We talk about endurance. We talk about perseverance. We talk about practice. We talk about how difficult it is and how long it takes. And I'm sure that there's probably a good reason for us to do that. Mostly it's to give ourselves and each other some pep talks that we're not the only ones who are having problems getting it done. But the thing is, when you don't have the inspiration there, then you're not going to have the joy that propels you to last through the long slog, to last through the perseverance, to last through all the moments when you just don't feel like writing. And to be honest, and if you're really honest with me, you'll probably say the same thing. That rush, that rush of when you just get it right, that's what it's all about. It's this almost sensual pressure of your fingers on the keyboard or the press of the pen against the notepad. It's the point where you stop thinking and feel like you're actually channeling something else. I'm not suggesting that what you produce then is any better than what you get when you're just sitting down and staring at the screen and trying to pull the words out. It may even be worse, but it feels really different, doesn't it? I want to read a short passage to you. This is written by a writer called Jonathan Wood. And here's what he says. There's been a lot of slogging for me lately, mostly because I've been in editing mode, but then I was just finishing up a short the other day on the train home and I had one of those moments when you're just desperately trying to channel it before it escapes you. I had to sit in my car for five minutes typing before I went home just so I wouldn't lose it. And that right there is definitely my crack juice. I've got to imagine that it's a little like lucid dreaming. That's the only thing I can possibly compare it to because I'm right there and I wish I knew shorthand because it's happening before my eyes and I'm feeling it. And I just desperately want to capture it, crystallize it, just get it on paper so other people can see just how exciting that moment is. Of course, then I reread it and well, but in the moment, yes, definitely yes. So I think he's right. We, we can't be passionately in love with someone or something all the time. But if you're not in love with what you do, at least some of the time, why do you do it? And how do you do it? Why would you write if it's not for that moment when you've opened up to the point where there's nothing of you left but the story and the characters and the dialogue and the words? Why waste your time doing something you don't get pleasure from? Even as I do, expressing angst and frustration and despair in fiction are forms of pleasure-seeking, or at least forms of pain avoidance, I suppose, because 
They provide catharsis or a kind of informal do-it-yourself therapy. I want to give you some practical ideas here for inspiration. Recognizing moments of inspiration as a powerful argument for writing is only part of living a fulfilling life. Faulkner once said, I only write when I'm inspired. Fortunately, I'm inspired at nine o'clock every morning. <laughs> the reality is sometimes you have to write even if you're not inspired as part of a productive, creative practice. Sometimes you just have to jumpstart your inspiration. And you can do that. You can stimulate inspiration by first identifying what works for you as a writer, which is going to be very different from what works for me or what works for someone else. And then once you've discovered that, learning how to really encourage those approaches in your life. Make time for the things that inspire you so that you can continue to be inspired as you work. So number one, I would say then, is to write what interests you. If you're writing about something you have no interest in, and those of us who have done freelance writing, or those of us who have done copywriting, especially advertising copywriting, we know what it's like to write about something you don't believe in. And it's really hard. That's when it's like pulling teeth. That's when it's like pulling words out of you and it hurts. So. When you're writing for yourself, when you're not writing to order, so to speak, write what interests you. Now, what a lot of writing teachers and pundits and all sorts of online articles will tell you is to write what you know. I've talked about this in other podcasts as well. The problem with that advice is that what you know may not be all that interesting to you. A writer has to sometimes be this kind of positive or benevolent liar, convincing the reader that they're an expert in the absence of real expertise. The thing is, you can always find out what you don't know. You can always look things up. You can always learn about something new. So it's not the knowledge or the understanding that's important here. What is, what's important here is being engaged and being interested. And once you become interested and engaged, your writing is going to be interesting and engaged. And it doesn't really matter if you understand everything. You can look it up. You can fix it. There's an editing process. You can go back and get the details right. But nothing will get the inspiration if it's not there. Writing what interests you engages more than your imagination. It ensures that you can reconcile your writing and non-writing lives. Sometimes your mind has to come up at something sideways and not straight on. And so if you write what interests you, you may find a way to write your way toward the things you know or even through the things you know as well. So that's number one, write what interests you. Number two is Write what's personal. If you do feel compelled to write what you know, and if you really insist on this, then let what you know be personal. There is ample room for inspiration in taking some of the events of your life, the feelings that they engendered, the decisions and choices that you made, and finding ways to fictionalize them. Writing what's personal is different from writing what you know because it emphasizes your stake in the fiction. 
If you're not being inspired by what interests you, perhaps it's because you're not being personal enough in thinking about entry points into your writing. At the same time, recognize that confessional or deeply personal writing often requires time to gestate and that trying to write about events that you're all too close to may actually block your inspiration. So you may want to put this one on the shelf for a bit. Number three, let's get to this one because I enjoy this one. Write what's uncomfortable. Subjects that interest you on a personal or even non-personal level may also be troubling to you. Either you can shy away from a subject or approach because you can't believe anything worthwhile can be written from that perspective, or because in writing about the subject, you'll reveal something you want to be a secret. Um, there are all sorts of different reasons that we might be feeling uncomfortable about something. It may be something even in ac external to you, something in the world that's going on that's bothering you. These are really the best subjects to write about because it is, as the expression goes, close to the bone. The, per the problem is not with inspiration, it's with your perception of your audience. So you may be shying away from writing about something uncomfortable because you're concerned that not enough people will want to read it. And while it's true that you do want to consider your audience anytime you're writing anything, because as you know, writing is not a monologue, it is a dialogue between the writer and the reader. So yes, you need to have that person in mind, but you can't have them act as a filter keeping you away from writing what's the most important thing to write. And often, very often, and I speak here as someone who writes a lot of dark fiction and, and poetry, often that's the most honest, the most searing, and the most stirring work you'll ever do. So do that. That's, we, we've talked about writing what interests you, writing what's personal, writing what's uncomfortable. And then finally, no matter how gimmicky you might think it sounds, writing from prompts can give you a stake back in your writing. A lot of writers find this a little bit artificial in terms of having been given a prompt that came up out of another writer's imagination. But I also like the thought of finding inspiration in someone else's thinking. It can jar you into considering things from a different angle than you might have before. Um, I know one writer who works best whenever um, she receives a request for a, an anthology to, to contribute something to an anthology and they give her the theme. And then she's able to, within that, blossom and find her own inspiration. And sometimes it really does take something from the external world um, to get your internal world really working. All of these approaches are connected in some way. Each is sort of an entry point into the others, like a whole bunch of interconnected tunnels. The mental trick for the writer is to consider how much each entry point affects your ability to be inspired. Beyond that entry point, you'll find you still have every possibility at your disposal, but the way you perceive these possibilities has changed. You might have started out indifferent or even negative to then inspired, to fully engaged. Over time, 
You may need to mix your approaches because a lack of inspiration often means your subconscious mind is bored. That's what happens to me quite a lot. And it needs a challenge. So find another way of challenging it, just like your muscles. If you did the same um, workout routine every day, not only would you tire out your muscles, but you'd be bored out of your head and you'd eventually stop. Well, don't do that with your writing. Make sure that you shake it up a little, that you think of different things that might inspire you, that you find out what works for you and what doesn't. Being aware of the wellspring of your inspiration and nurturing it is important. It's not only going to improve the quality of your writing, it's going to improve the quantity of your writing, and most importantly, it's going to affect the way you feel about yourself as a writer in the world and about what you're producing in terms of contributing to an intellectual dialogue out there, being part of the discourse, being part of the ideas. And isn't that at the end of the day what we all want? I hope this has been helpful. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. This has been Writing Muse and Writing Mentor. I'll see you back here next time. Thanks for listening.